What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, March 26th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, a podcast no one is advised to listen to while operating a boat in the Suez Canal. Yeah, for sure. You know, maybe just put on something more chill, like smooth jazz, or maybe just some boat directions, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but whatever you do, do not fall asleep. On today's show, a tense overnight standoff in Los Angeles between protesters and police over the cleanout of a homeless encampment. Then some headlines. But first, the latest. We will, by my 100th day in office, have administered 200 million shots in people's arms. So that was President Biden yesterday, who doubled his original vaccine target during the first press conference of his presidency. He touched on a lot of different things during questions and answers that went over an hour, from voting rights to the F word we use most often, uh, the filibuster. So Gideon, (laughs) let's start with that bit about vaccines, because it sounds like a huge success, but what should people know, especially if they're still waiting in line? Yeah, so first off here, you know, Biden has been really careful with his promises about normality, vaccines, et cetera. And this was another example, right? Uh, His original goal, 100 million shots in 100 days, super, super catchy. uh, But it was actually underselling what the administration wanted and truly needed to do. Doing the math now, the CDC says that about 133 million shots are in people's arms so far. We are just over halfway into Biden's first 100 days, which basically means we were already on track to hit 200 million. So this was another example of Biden kind of trying not to overpromise anything until it becomes clear to people you can actually raise the expectations. Mm -hmm. But if you're out there still waiting to get even your first shot, the news is that the country is probably on track still for enough doses for all adults by the end of May. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, But also, it could be in just a few days, depending on where you are. So this week, governors from all over are like Oprah. There's like, you know, you get a vaccine, you get a vaccine. Don't (laughs) lie on my show, but get a vaccine. I'm just thinking of Oprah things. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what all the governors are saying. It's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You knew uh, word for word. But uh, yeah, so May (laughs) is at the latest for things opening. Remember, it's also going to take some time to get to everyone once that happens. We are at just 14% fully vaccinated at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shots are already accessible to people 16 and older in places like Mississippi and Utah, but it was just announced that that same demo in Minnesota can get a vaccine by this coming Tuesday, while in California, it's April 15th. And there are a bunch more states that are opening up eligibility roles too, and we'll have a link in our show notes to all of that. But overall, yeah, it it does appear that most states are going to meet that goal for opening things up. Yeah. Then as the supply bumps up and up, the other hurdle is actually making sure people want the vaccine, helping them know where to get it and how. So Gideon, how is the White House working through that part? It feels like it's going to be the question for the rest of the year, right? Especially as infections are ticking back up and we hit 30 million overall cases in the U.S. So the answer for now seems to be tons of money. Uh, The administration is putting in $10 billion basically for the Department of Health and Human Services to reach underserved communities, communities of color, rural areas, and the like. And the hope is that this cash investment will help reverse some not-so-great news we've seen so far. 
there's an early pattern emerging of black and Hispanic people getting smaller shares of vaccinations. That's according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. For instance, they point to California where just 21% of vaccinations have gone to Latinos, but that same group, there are 55% of cases, 46% of deaths, and 40% of the total population in the state. So ensuring mm-hmm. that equity and access actually happens remains a challenge. Yeah. So, Gideon, the news of those vaccines might have been one of the stars of Biden's first press conference. Maybe not the biggest star. You know, there was a lot about Trump for some reason, but not to be (laughs) overshadowed, the filibuster. What did Mm -hmm. Biden say when pressed about the debate of whether to keep it or to kick it? He kind of went back and forth on it. It was a maybe. Uh, Here's part of what he said. It used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and tired of collapsing. <laughs> Filibusters broke down and we were able to break the filibuster, get a quorum and vote. So I strongly support moving in that direction. In addition to having an open mind about dealing with certain things that are, are just elemental to the functioning of our democracy. Yeah, so this is a bit of a winding answer, coincidentally, because Biden was getting at something he's mentioned before, this so-called talking filibuster, where you filibuster by talking and talking and perhaps collapsing, as he's describing (laughs) there. But uh, nowadays, you can just do it by sending an email. In the words of Joe Biden, that is literally not a joke, folks. That is real. (laughs) Uh, And Biden was kind of driving it maybe being open to further reforms and agreed with President Obama that it is a relic of the Jim Crow era, but he mostly placed specific emphasis on the need for voting rights legislation that Democrats are pushing in the Senate. He called efforts to limit voting, quote, sick and, quote, un-American. Mm-hmm. He definitely dodged a direct answer on the filibuster rule, though, which is, of course, a major point of contention among Senate Democrats as they try to maneuver here with this 50-50 chamber. Ultimately, we'll see what the real president, Joe Manchin, ends up deciding. Haha. Oh. Just kidding. (laughs) Not entirely. Uh, That's an update from Biden's presser. But let's turn our attention to something more local in Los Angeles. Uh, Akilah, there was a tense conversation in a large park between police, unhoused people and protesters. What happened? So as of last night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, here is what we know. On Wednesday night and into yesterday, the Los Angeles Police Department moved to evict and fence up part of an unhoused community that had set up tents in the Echo Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. This, of course, goes against the CDC's pandemic guidance. There was a huge standoff that turned violent against protesters and the unhoused. Echo Park, rise up! Echo Park, rise up! So the goal behind forcing people out, according to City Councilman Mitch O'Farrell, who represents the area, was to, quote, rehabilitate the park, a piece of land. So officials moved to clear out the encampment, which had been there for a while, but only grew since the start of the pandemic. Akila, how did officials go about achieving that quote unquote goal? Well, park rangers and LAPD officers started closing off the area around 10 p.m. local time on Wednesday, and they directed people living in the park to clear out their belongings, including this woman who was filmed by the unhoused advocacy organization Streetwatch LA. All we are here is surviving. We are a community. We help everybody. We got rules, no violence, nothing. And we're out here, it's just needed. That is it. And we are being harassed and treated like criminals. Mm. So people like the woman we just heard were in the midst of community members, about 200 who came to support the people being forced out, but they weren't alone. Let's listen. So that's the sound of their standoff with police. The local community news org Knock LA reported that protesters were kept at bay by about twice as many police officers. So Akilah, where does it stand right now? 
So as of Thursday night, the park has been mostly cleared of people with cleanup crews taking care of lost items and the LAPD erecting a perimeter wall. But about that councilman who said the purpose was to, quote, rehabilitate the park, it's pretty unconscionable when L.A. still has one of the biggest unhoused populations in the nation, and that, you know, still needs to be addressed. Los Angeles has seen a steady increase of homelessness, and experts say that it's gotten worse in the past year. This event is the culmination of decades of bad policy and the community that showed up for each other being treated as an afterthought. Right. And so how this most recent event went down is really drawing some criticism, right? Totally. The plan was reportedly devised in secret, with local outlets struggling to get details from Councilman O'Farrell before it even happened. The official Mm. department that coordinates outreach services for the unhoused in L.A. city and county wasn't pleased. The head of the L.A. Homeless Services Authority told the L.A. Times, quote, it facilitates fear, chaos, and it breaks the trust we built. It seems like it didn't need to happen this way. Some residents of Echo Park Lake put out their own statement as well, saying in part, quote, without the constant LAPD and city harassment in our lives, we've been able to grow, to come together as a community, not just unhoused, but housed as well, and work together for the mutual aid and benefit of each other. The story is still developing, and it may seem hyper-local since it's occurring down the street from me, but we wanted to highlight it because events like this, or even on a smaller scale, have been happening across the nation because of an untenable housing crisis compounded by the pandemic and the economic fallout because of it. And in a time with so much economic uncertainty and talk of getting back to normal, we should also prioritize what parts of normal are worth bringing back. Militarized police forces, many times the size of those at the insurrection to throw away the belongings and further displace the most vulnerable among us, should be a thing of the past. So that's the latest. Stay safe, and we'll be back after some ads with a special headlines guest. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Today, we have got a great guest, Jason Concepcion, the host of Crooked's new hit podcast, Take Line, the all-caps YouTube series, and a guy with really funny sports takes on Twitter. Jason, thank you so much for being on our show. It's a delight to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) You are the delight, sir. This is great. Well, let's do some headlines. (laughs) So no one gets to receive an Oscar in front of all their impressive books. The Academy Awards plans to ban Zoom acceptance speeches, and they're already getting backlash from people experiencing something called a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Going to the ceremony in person struck many as a bad idea, and it might not even be possible for nominees who live abroad unless they come here through some secret network of tunnels that's only open to huge celebrities. At least nine, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. At least nine nominees live in the UK, which plans to ban non-essential international trips next week. Variety says they're there's been a push to let the nominees pre-record their speeches, boo, uh, before they know they won, uh, which the Geneva Convention considers actor torture. <laughs> Meetings with Academy officials to discuss these hurdles this week were abruptly canceled. Yikes. Well, yeah. uh, active network of tunnels. Can't they do some like Harry Potter thing for the UK people? Like a, <laughs> like touch an old boot and then just like appear here like through a portal? Yes. That would be ideal. Something. They don't have technology. They've had a year to figure it out. <laughs> they need better agents, frankly. You know, like that. this is a sign that the agents are lacking during the pandemic. I'm just going to say it. Nobody's talking about it. I'm on a boat. The boat blocking the Suez Canal continues to go full stubborn dog who's tired of its walk. It just wants to lie there and it stopped being funny a while ago. The boat is called the Ever Given. And by one estimate, it's holding up. $400 million an hour in global <laughs> trade. That's so much. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Delays could soon result across the world and prospects of the ship suddenly deciding to move again are dim, weighing in around 200,000 metric tons and measuring one empire state building. The Ever Given is what experts call, quote, a beefcake. Mm-hmm. And it could take time. days or even weeks to dislodge. One industry professional referred to it as a, quote, very heavy beached whale, which frankly is judgy and just a little bit rude. Why, yeah, stop commenting on the whale's whale. weight and just put it back in the water. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah, think that whales all. get beached because they're fat. I think they get no. beached because they're beached. <laughs> so right. let's focus on the problem, you know? As of yesterday, there were 238 ships waiting outside the canal to enter as the Ever Given nervously shouted out, someone's in here. I gotta say... <laughs> 
I love that, uh, you know, this is the Suez Canal, one of the most vital and uh, densely trafficked waterways in the world. And it appears that the effort to free the ship is like one guy in a backhoe and no one else. (laughs) Yeah. They had one spare digger. Just one. (laughs) It's like the amount of effort put into like putting that fake mulch on a playground yeah. Like that's that's the amount of resources going into this. There's not even like one other person around. <laughs> that man, how much is he getting paid to do that? Yeah, and he needs to take a break every once in a while, which really slowing it down. I know, right? <laughs> he eats lunch. That's another hundred million dollars, which is wasting. Uh, Amazon is trying out a new union busting strategy called Le Epic Clapback. As Amazon's Bessemer plant did its historic unionization vote, Wisconsin Representative Mark Pocan tweeted that the company overworked its employees to the point where they had to pee in bottles to reach quotas. In a tone mostly reserved for fast food company Twitter accounts dragging each other's chicken sandwiches, Amazon (laughs) replied, quote, you don't really believe the peeing in bottles thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would work for us. We do love when a rat is sarcastic. That is (laughs) our favorite kind of behavior. Uh, the problem with Amazon's tweet is that workers peeing in bottles has been documented extensively and is so common that it's a meme among delivery drivers. Today, Amazon workers in Alabama will meet with the Charlie's Angels of supporting unions, Killer Mike, Danny Glover, and Bernie Sanders. Wow. Uh, I love the idea that uh, people uh, have so much choice in where they would work that uh, they would then... <laughs> choose to not work at Amazon who is giving them a job because of a reason like this. Come on, guys. Yeah. You can come up yeah, with like people aren't just desperate for work at this point. Yeah. Also, like, it's really cool that they want us to support Amazon, but they're like, we don't believe the people who work for us. You really telling me that when they said they peed in bottles, you believe them? We really value them, but we don't believe them. Maybe it's that they don't uh, believe in, like, human bodily functions. as (laughs) It's actually a much broader conspiracy. (laughs) They're like, you think people can even pee in bottles? Right, come on. (laughs) That's not possible. They're like, Jeff has never peed. We just don't understand. Literally. (laughs) Right, Jeff Jeff does not excrete any longer. No. He is eliminated. (laughs) And he definitely doesn't have a bottle. We wouldn't allow that in the factory. (laughs) No, of course not. The legal community has finally read the terms and conditions of the Krispy Kreme's Donuts for Vaccines promotion, (laughs) and they've made some startling discoveries. The big news is that Krispy Kreme isn't just giving away pastries to people who got their shot. They also included a special anti-vax clause so as not to exclude individuals of the Newsmax mindset. Specifically, (laughs) Krispy Kreme says, if you make the, quote, highly personal decision (laughs) Mm. to battle COVID on ultra hard mode, you can still get free donuts for nine Mondays between March and May. Line up, folks! Not too close. Or, you know, but that's your choice also. Immunized people can get donuts every day this year, so they've got a leg up in the official Krispy Kreme cavities and tooth decay contest. The big question is, why are they so anxious to give these donuts away? Yeah, they're like anybody, anybody who wants one, including the people who are making the personal decision, which also not a personal decision. It's a pandemic. It's the opposite (laughs) of a personal decision. Yes, exactly. It's a very public decision. I I think I think Krispy Kreme also has a shrimp tail problem. I think that that's that's there's there's something 
some overlap that's happening here. You know, yeah, they got to give They're a little away. crunchy. You know what it is. Bad, bad. Well, I, li- I like to shout out Krispy Kremes for uh, for honoring the highly personal decision of the virus to move where it wants to. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If it would like some Krispy Kremes, the door's okay. open. <laughs> Well, Jason, thank you so much for stopping by. It's always a dream, but uh, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. So is there anything else you'd like to plug? Just listen to Take Line every Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts and all caps NBA on the Take Line YouTube channel every Friday. Follow, subscribe, give us the five star ratings or we will burn your house. Not really, but like kind of. <laughs> yeah, just like smash that notification bell. Be Please. In the notification <laughs> Do all those things. Buy five devices. And sign up on all of them. That's what I did. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Do it up. And those are the headlines. One last thing before we go. This week on Rubicon, Brian Boitler talks to the Roosevelt Institute's Mike Konzel about President Biden's $3 trillion economic relief package and whether it warrants comparisons to FDR's New Deal. Listen and subscribe to Rubicon on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to your shows. That is all for today. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, get free donuts for the right reasons, and tell your friends to listen. <laughs> and if you're into reading and not just tweets where brands talk like teens like me, <laughs> what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and hurry, hurry up, up, Ever Given. given. Just unlodge yourself. How hard is it? Listen, I've been stuck in worse, and I've gotten out. <laughs> all it takes is a little gumption. Exactly, or butter or something. Butter, elbow grease, gumption. You got it. It's a good recipe. Ever gumption. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Explore the world's hidden wonders on the Atlas Obscura podcast, a village in India where everyone's name is a song, a boiling river in the Amazon, a spacecraft cemetery in the middle of the ocean. Every day, the Atlas Obscura podcast will blow your mind in 15 minutes. You can find it on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 